Welcome, everyone, to the Super Bowl edition of Straight Ballin'. Super Bowl just ended. One thing I can guarantee is that this podcast is going to be a hell of a lot more exciting than that fucking Super Bowl, because that was awful. Uh, I was at one of the worst Super Bowls ever uh, back in 1999, Broncos-Falcons. I say it was one of the worst Super Bowls ever. I guess maybe maybe at this point it it may not be anymore, but uh, 20 years ago, I can remember in the stands after the game, people who had been to Super Bowls uh, for plenty of years and said, oh, that was the worst Super Bowl I've ever been at in my life. And that actually game, that game had scoring, it was like 34 to 19, something like that. This was awful. Uh, and if you hate the Patriots, it was even more awful. I, I hate the Patriots. I wanted the Rams to win. And we just saw a 13 to 3 Super Bowl. Like that is just awful. It's, it was an awful, awful game. This is why we wanted the Chiefs in it. This is probably why we wanted the Saints in it. I, I never thought that this kind of game would happen, and I know this is a basketball podcast, but part of my part of me for taking my time to to talk about the Super Bowl since it just ended, but it was disgusting, not very fun at all. I think we lost all of our prop bets. We we put three prop bets. One was for Gronk to score. He didn't. One was Gurley over receiving yards. He again was just what the hell are you doing with Gurley? And then the other one was under uh, receiving yards for Cooks. Which looked good, and then I think he caught like a 30-yard pass at the end, and it just, I think that shit. So I think our account's to zero. Again, spread and bread talk, but, you know, got to bring it back to the Super Bowl. I do want to thank, the, the highlight of the highlight of the Super Bowl night, I guess, I want to thank the Colin Kaepernick movement. Uh, we did not see Cardi B tonight uh, on the halftime show, because she stands with Cap. So thank God for that. However, we did see her in a Pepsi commercial, and for that, I will never be drinking Pepsi ever again. And I suggest everyone who listens to this podcast boycott Pepsi because of Cardi B. Oh, what a moron. She's, she, that's just, it's, it's awful. I don't care. Yes. Old white guy moment here. She is awful. If you are listening to this and you like Cardi B, I, I please send me a tweet on why you like Cardi B. She's horrible. I've heard her before. She's not, she has minimal talent, complete minimal talent. This, this shows how I'm sorry for saying this, but this, this, this is what worries me about the youth of America, that people enjoy Cardi B and plenty of other music that is awful as well, but Cardi B is awful. So, uh, thank you for not being on the Super Bowl halftime show and, and don't drink Pepsi. Anyone who wants to drink Pepsi, boycott Pepsi because of Cardi B. She's awful. There's my Super Bowl rant. Let's get into some basketball. So I, I, I don't. I, there's plenty of. There's so many games, right? So much going on in college basketball this week. Where do I start? I'm like, where do I start? I have my. I got my board uh, up here. My typical Wisconsin, my Duke stats, my uh, my Wisconsin guys. You know what they did this week. And I think the highlight of the week was, holy, holy shit! NC State did their best. Uh, Wisconsin Greg Gard slash Bo Ryan impression. They scored 24 points in a game. In a game, not a half. In a game. They scored 24 points in a game this week. They shot 9 of 54 from the field and 2 of, <laughs> two of 28 from 3. Honest to God, I don't think you could even try to shoot that bad. Like You could, just, you could say, I want, I want you guys to go out there and I want you to try, to try to bank in every shot. Just try to bank every shot in. Wherever you are, just try to bank it in. My guess is you will shoot better than two from 28 from three. (laughs) 
It's so bad. It's so I saw that. I'm like, holy shit, this isn't this isn't a record set by the Badgers. This was NC State. That was that to me was the highlight of the college basketball week. But onto the bat the onto the 24th ranked Badgers. Played Nebraska. They beat Nebraska. That was a that was a nice win. Hap 10, 10 9 and 4. Typical Ben Simmons uh line, 10, 9, and 4. They play Maryland, who they had lost to previously. Maryland's ranked 21st. They got him finally uh, at the Kohl Center. They beat Maryland 69-61. Big win. That'll move them up a little bit. Hap, another Ben Simmons line, 18-11-6. Davison had 21, shot well from three. Reavers, Nate, Nate Reavers, 0-1-4. Zero points, one rebound, four assists. You're 6-11, Nate. 6-11. How, how do you not score one point let me say two not one let me how do you not score two how do you not have one put back because of a missed shot on offense how do you not have one offensive rebound well you had one rebound how do you not have one rebound that turns into it turns into a a putback that gives you two points you are 611 i tell you what man i rip on my dad a lot and the game of basketball has changed a lot since my since i was in high school my dad was trying to coach me uh and talk to me about basketball and there was plenty of, you know, I can go back to when to my years when I when I was at Appleton East. I didn't play at Appleton East, but I I was at Appleton East. And there's a lot of big guys in in the years from you know 1990 to you know late 90s and and even past that. Anytime, you know, it goes for any it goes for any high school program. If you are that tall, if you are six seven or or taller in high school, and you have a game where you don't score any points, or you score two points, or maybe four points, that's that's that that tells you. In my opinion, and my dad's opinion, and we're not always right, but typically we are, that you're not that great of a basketball player. Like if you were that tall in high school and you cannot score more than four points, that's really, 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 really pathetic. So for all you guys that are that tall out there, if you ever had games where you scored like four points or two points, that probably means that you probably never went anywhere for basketball. Sorry, harsh, harsh, harsh criticism, harsh criticism, people. But if you're that tall, you should probably be scoring a bunch more points. So when I watch, when I see Nate Reavers go for zero points and he's six eleven, that boggles my mind. But Badgers, you know, they got a, they got the week ahead of them is at Minnesota, and then they, they, uh, the revenge game from Michigan at Michigan on Saturday, I believe. So we'll see how that goes. My guess is they'll, my guess is that game will go like the way the first game I thought would go, which they they'll get beat by. 15 or 20. But again, who knows? And you know, maybe they'll score 24 points for the game and they'll lose 30 to 24 for God's sakes. Moving on to Duke. Played Notre Dame earlier in the week. Easy win. That's Duke. That's what they do. 83-61. Zion 26 and 9 at four blocks. Looked great as usual. RJ 17 and 9. Again, took a ton of shots. <laughs> Didn't hit a ton of them. 7 to 17. Uh, my highlights from this game. So when I, you guys maybe know, may know that what I do here, but I, when I'm watching the Badgers and Duke and all these Wisconsin guys, I, I typically try to on my phone, just take notes. So I remember this cause I can't go top of my head and remember all these games as I'm doing this podcast. But, um, the one thing I did, I, I didn't even write this. I didn't even need to write this one down. You know, I'm watching a Duke game, right? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch a Duke game. I like to sit down, maybe have a couple beverages and watch Duke dominate and watch Zion and RJ and just try to pick apart their games a little bit more. And just just watch the little little things and stuff, and I got to be interrupted by another verbal hand job from Jay Billis to Tyler Hero. I, I mean, honest to God, 
they're previewing like who would be in the final four or who would be the top four seeds, then you know the four number one seeds, and they had Duke and Virginia and Tennessee and like who's a fourth and it was Michigan State, Michigan, Kentucky and they bring up Kentucky and Jay Bill starts raving about Tyler Hero and and he's like he can, and you know not only can he can he shoot it but he can defend. You, I'm sorry he can't defend guys. If you don't believe me, if you think if you're taking my word for it, okay, which is fine, take my word for what I say. You probably shouldn't. Watch a Kentucky game. Tyler Hero is not a good defensive player. He's not. And that should not be a shock to anyone. He's not known as a defensive player. So we shouldn't be shocked that he's not a great defensive player. But to sit there and yap on air on the ESPN airwaves about how Tyler Tyler Hero can defend, he can't. He cannot. He's not a good defensive player. And that's reality. Watch it. You'll see it. He's not a good defensive player. So I was a little pissed off at Jay Billis again for interrupting my Duke watching to listen to him blab about Tyler fucking hero. But that wasn't even the worst thing about the Duke game that night. Okay. It wasn't, you think it would be, it's not. So they go to, I think, I don't know if I saw this on Instagram or it was on ESPN, whatever, but they go to the locker room and Zion Williamson's got a microphone and they're letting him do interviews essentially with, with the team. So he's with Cam Reddish. And he asked Cam after the game, he's like, you know, hey, you know, hey, we had a good game. You know, you know, what was working for you? And Cam Reddish goes, this is, this is, this is a quote from Cam Reddish. I was taking my time. I was knocking down my shots. Okay. I want everyone to guess right now. Okay. I want everyone to guess what he shot. Okay. How do, how do you think he shot? He says, I was taking my time. I was knocking down my shots. I, I want you guys to think, put a number in your head what you thought he shot against Notre Dame. Because, like, to me, when I, I saw the game, when, when I heard it, it sounded like to me that someone who hit a lot of their, th- you know, hit half, at least half their threes and a bunch of other shots, okay? Here's, here's what Cam Reddish fucking shot against Notre Dame. Four of 13 from the field. Four of 13 from the field he shot. Three of eight from three. Yeah, I get it. Three of eight from three is not bad. I was taking my time. I was knocking down my shots. You made four fucking shots out of 13. I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that comment. I, I, was so, I was so pissed off and just, and I shouldn't, why am I pissed off at a, at a, a 19-year-old saying, I was, yeah, I, hit, I was hitting my shots. I was, I was knocking them down. I was, you weren't. You're delusional. You, you're shooting like shit for the entire fucking year. And I don't know where you thought you, to yourself that you could say that you were, you were hitting your shots because I was, I was pissed. I was, I was, I was, and this is a, this is a, a pro Duke podcast. And I've been, uh, I've been hard on Cam Reddish. You guys know that. And I have every right to be because he's shooting like shit. And for him to say that really ticked me off. And I hope someone, whether it was one of his teammates or Coach K said, Cam, man, I get it. You, you, you hit some threes, but dude, you were four or thirteen, man. That's not that's not knocking down shots. That's that's shit. Like that's shooting shit. It's R.J. Barrett material. Because good God, R.J. Barrett, stop shooting the fucking basketball. St. John's they they beat St. John's ninety one sixty one. Close game in the first half. They pull away. Zion another big game twenty nine six. He just God, he's so he's so good. If you guys have not, I, I cannot imagine anyone who's listening to this podcast has not watched Zion Williams play. He is unbelievable. You guys are not going to, people do not get this often. If you know me, you're not, you do not get this often in my life. 
I came on this podcast, one of the first episodes, and said, R.J. Barrett's your number one pick. Zion's number two. He's good. He's number two. R.J.'s number one. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. I was dead fucking wrong. Zion Williamson is one of the clearest number one picks in the history of the NBA draft. Goes up there with LeBron, right? It, it's, it is clear as day. He is the number one pick in this NBA draft. I was dead wrong. I said R.J. Barrett was. I'm wrong. Okay? Again, enjoy it. Enjoy that me saying that I was wrong, but I was dead wrong. Zion Williamson is crazy. If you have not seen him play, and I cannot believe that anyone who listens to this podcast has not seen him play, watch him play. He is, I don't even know how to describe it. He's so quick, so fast, so athletic. He can jump out of the gym, obviously. We've all seen it. His shot's not that bad. It's not. Like, people can say, well, we'll just make him shoot. It's going to come. It's going to come at some point. His shot's going to come. But he's just so crafty within five to six, seven feet of the hoop, man. It's it's so tough. And people who think that that you know you're gonna say, well, when he goes to the NBA, he's gonna have so much more athleticism. That's true. There, he's gonna deal with a lot more athleticism in the NBA. He's already the second big. He's gonna be the second heaviest guy in the NBA. And the guys that are heavy in the NBA are not as athletic as he is. Not even close. Not as quick. Not as fast. Not as nimble. You know, soft feet. Everything. I mean, he's got a soft touch on the hoop with his, with, with the shot. Dude, dude is amazing. Watch him if you haven't seen him. I'm, I'm so impressed, blown out of the water by what he has done. I never thought I'd see, see what he's doing. On the flip side, RJ Barrett, another one of his typical Barrett games, right? 15, 14, and 4. 6 of 15 from the field, 0 of 5 from 3. I feel like this kind of needs to be done. I'm not afraid to tell the story. So in the last couple of years, as, as everyone knows, I, I, have, I used to coach youth basketball. And our team... Doesn't shoot the ball from outside well. And there was a, there were some kids that shot the ball from the outside more than others. And it was not ever very successful. I'm all for when you know what you need to improve on, you work on that in practice, right? You work on that at the Y, you work on that in your driveway, whatever. When it's game time, we use our strengths, right? We know, we always want to develop, but when, we want to, when we're playing games and we want to win, we're here to win, we use our strengths, right? And I flat out told kids, guys, look, if you haven't hit a three-pointer in the last 10 shots, stop shooting the fucking ball, okay? That's just reality. I don't care if you're 10 or 14 or 18 or 24. If you are in a game and you are trying to do what's best for the team and you can't hit a three-point shot, stop shooting the fucking ball. RJ Barrett, if you're listening, and I know you're not, stop shooting the fucking ball. Honest to God, it's, he's, he is going to derail this team. In, in, the, in March Madness. I fully believe it. I, I do not have any confidence that this team is going to win the championship because of how he, sh- how, how he shoots his shot selection and, and how many threes he takes. He's going to be the second pick in the draft or second or third pick in the draft, and I support that, and that's fine. But, oh, my God, stop shooting the basketball. It is unbelievable the, the, the free reign that Coach K has given him and how and it's not getting better. Like he's not his shot selection is getting worse. He just he knows he's like I got a green light. I'm just I'm gonna chuck it. It's not like you're giving JJ Redick the green light. Like Coach K used to give JJ Redick the green light because JJ Redick deserved it. RJ Barrett does not deserve it, and he needs to stop shooting the fucking ball. Or Duke is not going to win a championship, and I'll be pissed off about it. Anyways, Cam in that game, sixteen three and three, four of ten. He she shot ten threes. He made four of them. I don't, I don't know, like four or 10 is 40%, which is, it's good three point shooting, but like, I don't know. He's, he's the best shooter in the, in the, in the country and he's 
I don't know. I, I just feel like he's supposed to. He should shoot. He should make more. And he came out. I think he made it, he made his first tour. Made his first. He might have been three for three to start. So that means he missed seven in a row. I mean, oh, don't get me started on that three point shooting stuff. But they got BC this week, and then they got big game uh, Saturday at Virginia. So that'll be a that'll be a big game for Duke. Moving on, Wisconsin guys. We know the drill here with Justice. I don't. They played Portland this week. He was seventeen six and one. All right, whatever. Moving on, Halliburton. Rough week. Halliburton, you're killing me in DraftKings, man. I keep taking you, and you're killing me. All these just... It's like a poor man's, poor man's, poor man's Ethan Happ slash Ben Simmons. I mean, I get these 5-3-5 and five games and 2-4-3 and three games since West Virginia and Texas. He's playing a ton of minutes. Just It's not a whole lot of offensive production, you know. I, I, I shouldn't... It's my Look, I'm to blame for taking him in DraftKings, right? I, I'm just... I'm trying to... Again... I've never been a big Halberton fan, so if he's going to have a big game, I want to I want to benefit from it. And right now, he's just killing me. McCabe, we talked about it a little bit on the Spread and Bed podcast uh, a few days ago. So leading up to this week, he had he had like a bunch of games where he was playing like twelve to sixteen minutes. They play Iowa State, and uh, he he goes for he goes two one and three. He plays thirty fucking minutes. He starts and he plays thirty minutes. He didn't have a great game, right? He's, it's like he's playing 30 minutes because he was hitting threes nonstop. Plays 30 minutes against like a top, you know, a top team. Then they play Oklahoma yesterday, and he he has he hits a three pointer. He's got zero rebounds, zero assists, and he plays 11 minutes. This is the shit I'm talking about with Huggins. What, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, he starts and he's and he plays 11 minutes. I don't. We talked in spread and bread. We've heard rumors about. You know, people being pissed off, the McCabe family not happy with minutes. I wouldn't be happy either. Again, I you got to You can't. You might be unhappy with Huggins. You can't say anything. These are ki- these these kids are adults. I know I call them kids, but they are adults. They got to handle their own business, even in high school. If you're pl- if you're in ninth grade and you're not playing minutes in in ninth grade, you need to deal with that with your coach. You don't need to have your parents call or text or email the coach, or you don't need to bitch about it. Let your kids deal with the playing time, okay? Because the reality of it is, most likely, is if your kids aren't playing, it's because they're not that good in practice. Like, these guys practice all the time. And as much as I hate Huggins, my guess is that Huggins hasn't seen McCabe, hasn't seen enough good things out of McCabe in practice to play him enough. Well, though, But you know what? Shit. He plays 30 minutes and he plays 11. So who the fuck knows what Huggins sees? But for everyone else out there, all these parents in high school that complain about their kids not playing, these, these coaches watch your kids play Two to three hours almost every day. Okay. All of you parents, here's a here's a here, here's a reality check for you. Okay. Just, just let this sink in. Your kid is not as good as you think he is. Or she is. Shouldn't say he. He or she is. Okay. Take a step back and try to be unbiased. I know it's tough. It is tough. It is really hard to think anything negative negative about your kids. It is. It's hard to watch your kids sit on the bench and not play. I've been there. I've seen it. Seen it a million times. It's not easy. It all works. It should all work itself out, right? If your kid's good enough, he's going to play. If he's not, he's not. It's just the way it is. But everyone needs to relax, okay? So, you know, this McCabe issue, is a, it's a totally different. It's just so weird. 30 minutes, 11 minutes, I don't know. But in any case, Jordan McCabe, invite is there. As always, come on the pod. Straight ball on. We want you. I'm going to get you. If you come to Kakana this summer, I'm getting you. You're going to come in here. I can guarantee it. I'm going to get you. I know people. I know some people. Tyler Hero. God, my favorite Tyler Hero. He's just, just Tyler Hero, man. This is Tyler Hero doing Tyler Hero things. Blow it against Vandy. 
Uh, he goes for 12, 3, and 2, 0 for 3 from 3. They play Florida. He starts going off in the first half. He's in foul trouble. He scores 10 points in the first half. Comes out cold in the second half, but then he ends up hitting a few in the second half. Six of eight from field, three or four from three. Great game against Florida. Great game against Florida. Great. Great game. Awesome. Awesome. Hits a three at the end. Hits his chest. If I thought he had any muscle in his body, I thought he would hurt himself, but, you know, he's kind of skinny. Hits his chest. Salutes the crowd. It's a salute. You salute the crowd and you hit that three. But a go Tyler Hero. You hit that three. You salute the crowd. It's impressive. I always, it's always good to see. Which leads me to my next point. That's my Tyler Hero stuff. That's my, my, my rant for the, for the week for Tyler Hero. So there's an Instagram post. Uh, Saturday. Badgers played Kentucky plays. This is my, this is the, and yeah, here you go. Alert. Old white guy alert. Okay. Uh, Hap, Ethan Hap post has an Instagram post. It's a picture of him, kind of, and there's a couple other Badgers. Uh, it's a, it's a wide, it's kind of just a, a wide angle picture, whatever. And it uh, it says together we get it together we get it done. Oh, like all right, that's cool, nice. You know, you guys won together as a team. Blah blah. blah. Hero has a post, it's a picture of him flexing his muscles, screaming, and the, he reads the caption that he writes as screaming murder. It's all about Tyler Hero. To Tyler Hero, it is all about Tyler Hero. To Ethan Happ, it's about his team. It's about them getting a a, a big win, a big victory. Tyler Hero is only about Tyler Hero. And that's fine. You know what? That's fine. Tyler Hero, that's fine. Tyler Hero's dad, that's fine. Tyler Hero's brother, great. Awesome. It's all about you. That's, you get what you, you, you go get yours, right? Get your NBA draft, uh, your first round draft pick, whatever you win it, wherever you're going to be drafted, you get your slot in, whatever. I'm just telling you that I don't like it. I don't, I think it's a shitty message uh, to anyone who looks up to you. It's a shitty message to your teammates. Uh, and I get it. Like the, again, I told you guys, old white guy, right? We're we're in a society where it's all about look at me, look at me, look at me. Like, what, how many more clicks can I get? How many more followers can I get? How many more likes can I get? Right? Let me post this picture. Let me know if everyone likes it. Like, like you know, you you get this. Uh, and there's a there's a word for it. I don't know what the word is, but Google it. You'll you'll figure it out. But like, the more likes you get, the clicks you see, the likes it it does something to your body. Okay, that's that's what, that's what these young kids are. They want they want likes. They feel bad about themselves. They post a picture and people post selfies, right? Oh, they post a selfie. And it's, oh my God, gorgeous. You look so good, girl. It's because you feel, you feel shitty about yourself. So you post a selfie and then everyone tells you look good. And they're like, oh my God, maybe I do look good. And then the next year, you're like, oh my God, I'm fat. Oh my God. You guys got to believe in yourself, man, but you don't need to post about it. Tyler Hero, believe in yourself. I don't need to fucking, I don't need to see a picture of you posting about screaming murder. Whatever. You're, you're, you're a good basketball player. I'm, I may not like your game. I may not like you because of the stuff that I've heard about your father. You're a good basketball player. You don't need to fucking post that shit. Ethan Happ, congratulations, man. That's awesome. I, I, and this is not sarcastic. I commend you, Ethan Happ. Good post. Way to be a teammate. Like, that's, that's, what, that's what life's about, right? Like, I got great friends. Shout out to all my friends uh, who essentially to me are my family. I just tell my kids, I'm like, man, my friends are my family. Like, that's, that's my family. They help me through what I need. That's... And that's because I'm not a selfish fucking prick. Okay? Yeah, there's times we all, have our, we all have our downs, right? There's times where I'm selfish, right? Everyone's selfish at some point. But I got a good group of friends because we're a good group of friends. We're good to each other and we support each other. It's not all about you. Okay? It's not all about you. Everyone check yourself. Okay? So Tyler Hero, ease up. Okay? You had a good game. You've also had a lot of shitty games. So next time you have a shitty game, why don't you post a picture of yourself and write, 
I shit the bed today. I shot 0 for 4. Sorry, team. My apologies. My guess is I'm not going to see it. Let's get into uh, Know Your Rule. I don't have a big one. I had a bunch of stuff. I'm going to get into the Fire Festival in a little bit here, but um, I'm still com- I'm, I'm still combining my Know Your Rule. I want what I want to do is I want I want to do a Know Your Rule that relates to a story that I get from one of you guys that are listening, right? And I've asked you guys, please send me your your official or parent stories about about officials, right? About games, stuff like that. Actually, they don't have to be about officials. Give me some parent stories. Give me official stories because they're always all over the place, right? But my know your rule t- for this week, and it's not a great one. It's not a big one, but I do see it here and there. I've, I've dealt with it. I saw it last weekend. And that's about free throws and when you can leave. And again, this is, this is like the air ball rule. It's different at, at certain levels, right? So when people are shooting a free throw, right? Everyone knows it's on the release, right? And they've, t- they've changed that in the last few years. Uh, for high school, it was off the rim. And you know now everything is, it's off the release. Okay. But I'm not talking about those guys. I'm talking about the guys outside the three-point line. So if you're not in the lane rebounding, if you're behind three, if you're behind the free throw shooter, when can you leave? Okay. If you are behind the free throw shooter in a high school or college game, you cannot leave or you cannot enter the three-point area, right? Um, until the ball hits the rim. In the NBA, it's free game. That's what you... You know, if you've, again, old white man, right? Or old, old, just old, old guy. There's that one, there's a highlight where Jordan comes in off a free throw, right? Because in the NBA, that ball releases on a free throw. You can freaking sprint in and that's why you get put back dunks and all that stuff. But youth basketball, high school, college basketball, that ball's got to hit the rim. Then you can enter in. If you're behind the free throw shooter, you can enter in and go rebound. Okay. I saw it. uh, I saw a kid do it. A uh, week, two weeks ago, I think I saw a kid do it in eighth grade. He's like at half court or not even half court. He's right behind, the, he's on the three point line, right behind the free throw shooter. Free throw shooter, he shoots it and he just darts in right away. Ref doesn't even fucking call it. Not, doesn't even call it. I remember playing years ago out at Alliance and uh, same thing. We're playing a team and the guy just shoots in off the free throw line. I look at the ref and go, you can't, you can't leave. You can't go in the free to go rebound yet. He's, and ref looks at me like, what are you talking about? I go, it's, that's the NBA rule. You can, he's like, really? I go, yeah, yes, that's, that's an NBA rule. You, you cannot do that here. NBA, go for it. This is not the NBA. So that's the know your rule. I'm assuming most people know that, but I think a lot of people probably focus on the NBA stuff. So maybe they just think, well, they do it in the NBA. You can do it anywhere. You can't, okay? So when you're watching youth basketball, high school, college, it's got to hit the rim before the guys that are outside the three-point line free throw line extended above, uh, can go in and rebound that ball off a free throw. NBA stuff. I was, you know, I had a bunch of stuff last week and I skipped a lot of trades going on. You know, uh, Porzingis was traded for, uh, for Dennis Smith Jr. So now you got, you got Doncic and Porzingis. We're still waiting on Anthony Davis. Sounds like the Pelicans are going to make a counter offer to the Lakers. Sounds like Davis only wants to go to the Lakers, which means all these other teams are going to be like, well, I'm not going to offer shit if he's only going to go to the Lakers. Everyone's calling each other's bluff. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Pelicans, again, we'll see what they counter offer. I'd offer, I'd say, give me three or four first round picks. And if I'm Lakers, I'd be like, done. Done and done and done. Uh, one thing I did have written. So, John and I did on Spread and Bread uh, a couple weeks ago, our most disliked athletes. And my first athlete, my first disliked athlete, my most disliked athlete was Steph Curry. And I've always talked about he's he's arrogant. He's an arrogant player. And if everyone thinks, oh my god, he's this loving little guy, he's not. He's a fucking arrogant prick. Okay, 
and you know what? He's got a lot to back up, right? He he shoots the ball amazingly well, and he hits he he pulls up from anywhere, and he hits he hits a ton of shots. And look, he misses a lot too, whatever. But there was a play. It would have been about a week or so ago. He comes down and he shoots a three, and he's literally dancing before the ball even goes in. And yes, the ball went in, but he's honest to God, like gyrating his hips like he's dancing on a pole, or he's grinding like he's some fucking freshman in college at Brooklyn's downtown Appleton. Man, those were the days. But it's honest to God. If you don't think that Steph Curry is arrogant, you need to watch more Steph Curry highlights because he's arrogance. That's arrogance. Okay. When you shoot a shot and you turn your back to it because you know what's going in, or you shoot a shot and you're dancing because you know it's going to go in. That's arrogance. That's yeah. It's confidence. It's so cut. No, it's arrogance. You tell me if you saw that in high school or college level, what you would think. It's arrogance. Steph Curry is arrogant, and I don't like him, and I never will. Sorry. Steph Curry, come on the podcast. Let's talk about it. If you know Steph Curry, tell him to come on the podcast. Uh, the other thing I thought was funny was, and this is an old, old man basketball stuff, is Charles Barkley just fucking complaining about all these guys that want to go play with each other. And he's like, oh, we would never do, you know, look, keep in mind, Charles Barkley was the guy that that pushed himself out of Philly to go to Phoenix. And then he went to Houston. Like he's the one that moved around to try to chase the ring because people bitched about him, how he was the best ath- the best basketball player that never won a, a championship. He, he fucking moved where he wanted to because he wanted to win a championship. All these guys are, they're, they're not doing anything different, right? They're trying to position themselves to go somewhere to win. It's a different game, right? It's a different game now for these guys. They want to play with their friends. They don't want to play in a shitty city. And I know New Orleans is great. Right, it might be a great city to go party in, to have a Super Bowl in, whatever. Anthony Davis probably doesn't want to play in New Orleans. That's just the way the way it is, right? Kyrie Irving didn't want to play in Cleveland. LeBron James didn't want to fucking play in Cleveland. He was he lived there, he grew up there, he wanted to come back to win a championship. He did it, he was on his way. Like that's the way it is. And all of us, like this is the thing that we get to do, right? Like all of us normal people, we pick where we want to live, we pick where we want to work. These guys don't get to do that. They're they're the best at their what they do, and they get drafted and are forced to play in a spot for three years, and most likely four or five, right? Because you got that rookie contract. What do you think? The, what this is why I say like they talk about we got to expand. The NBA should expand two more two more cities. Fuck that. Go down to sixteen. There are just ten cities that are just should not have teams that just no one wants to play for, and. You know, Milwaukee was on the list, and Milwaukee has fallen into a diamond in the rough in Giannis, and they have made this, you know, he's made this team a contender, and and it's, it's the team's amazing, right? I don't think they're getting free agents to Milwaukee. It doesn't change. They have a great team right now, right? They're, they have a great shot of going to the, to the finals. But it doesn't mean that Anthony Davis is like, oh, maybe I'll go to Milwaukee. Kyrie Ravens is like, oh, maybe I'll go to Milwaukee. Kevin Walker, maybe I'll go to Milwaukee. God, I want to play Milwaukee. doesn't change it. And there, there, you know, there's talk, right? Giannis has got uh, two and a half years. After this year, he's got two years. Does what happen? Does he want to stay? So it's tough for these guys, right? You get picked and you have to go live somewhere that you don't want to live. Like that's not, we don't, that's normal people don't, we can live where we want to live. We can get a job wherever we want to, you know, get a job. These guys are forced to play in a city uh, and live in a city that, Maybe they don't want to. So I don't know why you, you know, Barkley just bitches and bitches about these old school guys. Like, and don't get me started on these. Kenny's even bad. You know, all these guys, 
Thank God that Shaq and Barkley are so fucking stupid and entertaining because they are dumb. I said stupid and entertaining, then I called them dumb. They don't know a lot about basketball. Barkley was fully admit that he doesn't watch basketball. These guys don't know shit. You know, they're talking about all-star reserves and talking about who should make it and who shouldn't. And the logic they have is just, it's not logic. I shouldn't have said that. The, the thoughts that they have are not logical. And it's, I'm waiting for this next crop of guys that, that have just retired that are coming in. I like Barkley because he's, for the most part, he's entertained, but he does not know a whole lot about basketball and he fucking talks like he does. And it's sometimes it's just really, really, really annoying. That's my NBA for the week. Uh, uh, Bucks had a big win against Toronto. Uh, well, we had spread and bread on big win against them. So uh, I think they got the best record in the in the league. They look good, man. I I I'm expecting them at this point to get to the finals against the Warriors. I think they have a shot. I think they do. I I don't expect them to win, but depending on how it goes, I think they get a shot. So I want to talk about something. I'm going to come back to uh, what John and I talked about. Uh, Fire Festival on uh, Spread and Bread this past week. So if you haven't, if you if you don't know what Fire Festival is, if you hadn't heard about it, Google it for one. And if you if you have Netflix, watch it. If you don't have Netflix, get Netflix. I watched a documentary last night. It's fucking awesome. And I had heard about it. I remember hearing about it a year ago, whatever. Whenever it was supposed to happen, I remember how much of a shit show it was. And Conlon explained it again, uh, how it came up again. And it was like I don't know if it was the anniversary or the fact that this Billy uh, McFarland was going to jail. Sorry, spoiler alert earmuffs if you want but i just want to tackle it because i watched it. it was amazing first off i want to say this so ja rules is, is the co-founder ja rule man you know ja rule whatever you know he's bragging he's, he's this one scene where he's like you know billy and i termed this coin <laughs> magic bird which is like this you know it's magic johnson and larry bird how they saved the nba and stuff and ja rule's talking about him and billy like they're like the magic bird like jesus come on ja rule but then he's but then he's talked about how he's like you know, we, how a rap mogul and an entrepreneur came together. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? When on earth did Ja Rule become a rap mogul? He's not a rap. He's barely a rapper, for God's sakes. Not a very good one. And I love Ja Rule. Man, I was a, you guys know me. I love DMX. And Ja Rule came out. I was like, oh man, there's another guy that sounds like DMX. Okay. Well, he sounds like DMX because he stole DMX's style. Still didn't care. Still like Ja Rule. Loved his music. But by no means is he a fucking rap mogul, for God's sakes. That was that blew my mind. Then I'm just giving a couple characters. I have notes down. This is uh, Grant. I, this is funny that I can, I'm, I'm going to pronounce this conversation if I'm having about Grant right now. It's about pronunciation of words. I don't know what the fuck his last name is. It's Margolin or I don't know how you pronounce it, whatever. But um, he was like the, I think he was like the marketing guy. And he's talking about how this trip needs to be genuine. This would be a genuine experience and i'm watching with tanya and i look at tanya and we go genuine i'm like isn't it genuine isn't it genuine experience I'm like what the are we gonna fucking start playing pony by genuine does it, what the hell is going who the fuck pronounces it genuine if you pronounce it genuine my guess is you probably also pronounce it jaguar and both of those are wrong and this this you know this grant guy just came across as very arrogant which the whole i mean everyone in this whole fucking documentary was arrogant clearly which leads us into billy and uh, you know it's god i hate watching this you hear these people that we're working with and we're like guys he could sell anything to anyone he's so charming and whatever i watched this first scene like literally this this documentary opens up it's the first scene again earmuffs whatever you have already spoiled it for you and they're on this island and i and i and he and he starts talking and i'm like Oh my God, this guy's like, 
he's nervous. He's terrified. He's jittery. He has no idea how to talk. I could just like, you could listen to the cadence in his speech and just how his speech was going. I'm like this guy's all, who the hell is this guy? And that was my first impression of this person. I didn't even know who he was. Literally didn't even see the name on the screen. Saw this guy talking. I'm like, well, this guy's awful. This guy is just is oh, holy hell. And it's this Billy guy, whatever. And for all you people out there, okay, like if you meet people, I don't know. I like to say I like to think that I'm a pretty good judge of character, right? Like I like to I like to think when I can I can talk to someone and I know they're full of shit, or if they're a used car salesman, you know, anything like that. And when I watched this opening scene, I was like, well, this guy is this guy's bad. This I I knew from the get go this guy was a shit. Sh- this guy was a shit mess, and and he was obviously, clearly this is the whole documentary about him, whatever. Um. And he's, you know, he they go through the they go through the whole, the whole uh, documentary, and he's he's obviously he's a bad guy, and he's a fraud, and he's a liar, and he's a cheater, and he's all this. We're not, you know, he's got all these problems going on with this festival, and he's like, we're not problem, we're not problem oriented, we're solutions based. Well, holy shit! Like you created the problem, and now you want to yell, at, you want to not be happy with people that are trying to give you like, dude, we need to come up with like this is a problem, like we've got nope, nope, we got to come up with solutions. Well, you're the fucking you're the man that created the problem, so. You can't just ignore the problems, right? And it's, but it's just, it's a really, really good documentary. Watch it. The guy's clearly arrogant above any measure that I've ever seen. Thinks he's above the law. Thinks he's above anyone else. People talk highly about him. He's, I mean, I'm not going to deny he's, 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 he came up with some interesting idea. I don't want to say good ideas, interesting ideas. He took advantage of a lot of people and it just, it's the world we live in, right? There's people are willing to, jump on jump on just things that are fake like people are they're sending emails out for all these tickets and scams and that's why we get i get voicemails like you have been arrested and it's like no i'm not you know like people oh my god i gotta i get to call this number i get my credit card number no just fucking jesus if the fbi wants to arrest you or anyone wants to arrest you they're gonna fucking show up your door they're not gonna fucking call your phone and leave you a voicemail in a robotic fucking voice so <laughs> but they take advantage of all these people that are like, oh my god, really? My my computer's been shut down because I looked at porn. I gotta give a hundred dollars. Okay, I'll give a hundred dollars. Like, Jesus, you guys, come on! Where's our common sense? It's gone. It's fucking gone. So Billy took advantage of all these people. He's got people that are taking advantage of these people. He's out on bail and he's still doing more. It's it's fucking awful. But I, my thought was like, Jesus, at this point, like this fucking guy's gonna be probably the fucking president of the United States in about you know twelve to sixteen years. It was, it was good. It was a very, very good documentary. So watch it uh, if you haven't already. Watch it again. I watched the end of it tonight, uh, just because Tanya had missed a little bit of the end of it, and uh, it's it's really, really interesting. But it's people like that that make the fucking world bad. Like we don't need people like that, right? So, but my, th- you know, again, if you if you meet someone and you just don't, you're like kind of like, God, really, is this is this how you, is this how you are? Like, chances are you trust your insides, right? Like, they're probably a snake. This guy's a snake. I the way it is uh trust who you're close with right again get a good support system i always tell my kids um surround yourself with good people right don't be don't be around shitty people and bad people that make bad decisions surround yourself with good people and your life's going to turn out pretty good that's you have a good support system and john and i talk about support system with families and stuff like that and parents surround yourself with good people your life's probably going to turn out pretty good that's going to be straight balling for the week 
Uh, I'm going to continue this as always. Like I say, every week we're going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to, what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to record Saturday or Sunday and I'm going to release it Monday morning so that you guys can start your workout, your, your work week with straight balling. You can start out every Monday morning with straight balling. I know you guys look for it every morning, morning, Monday morning. Spread and bread will probably be back around March Madness time. I'm going to do a, I'll do a bracket, a bracket breakdown for sure for straight balling. It, it will probably do it for spread and bread, hopefully. Um, but again, I'm going to continue doing this every week. Because college hoops is in full swing, we'll keep NBA trade deadlines this week, so we'll probably have more to talk about next week about that. Um, Hero, Pap, McCabe, Halliburton, Justice, come on the pod. You're always welcome. Let's come in every week. Jalen Johnson, I forgot about you too. I did. I I didn't send you a message on Instagram today. Didn't want to be like a little creepy, but I was going to come on the pod as well. Uh, we want you here. We want to talk about basketball. So everyone, have a wonderful week. Some good games this week in basketball. Watch them, enjoy them, learn something new. Again, please spreadandbread at gmail.com. I know you don't want to tweet me your stories. Spreadandbread at gmail.com. I want stories about any interactions you've had with officials as a coach or officials that you've seen, you know, bad calls that you've watched uh, just as a fan or any parents you've seen, you know, being awful. I want those. I have a story. I just realized I'm not going to do it at 41 minutes. I'll save it for next week. It was a story I heard over the weekend. Too much to talk about. But anyways, spreadandbread at gmail.com. Please send me your stories. Everyone, have a wonderful week. This has been Straight Ballin'. We straight ballin'.